Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 344. We're looking at Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. Now I say that as long as the heir is a child, he differs in no way from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. Instead, he is under guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were in slavery under the elements of the world. When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. Paul is making his argument for justification by faith. He's arguing against what we call the Judaizers, the people in Galatia, arguing that you must become a Jew in order to become a Christian, that you cannot be made right with God apart from going through the steps of becoming a Jew. And he's been talking about the promise made to Abraham, the covenant that God made with Abraham, an unconditional covenant that God would give Abraham descendants, and through his descendants, all people would be blessed. And Paul's saying that descendant is Jesus. He is the descendant of Abraham through whom all people will be blessed. And and last time we finished with the idea that Those who are followers of Christ are heirs of Abraham. Heirs being the ones who would receive that promise. Just as Jesus is the heir of Abraham who provides the promise, those who receive the promise are the spiritual heirs of Abraham. Continuing that line of thought now as we move into chapter 4, verse 1. He says, Now I say that as long as the heir is a child... He differs in no way from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. Now, making the point here that a child has no rights. A child is, it seems odd in our context, but really, just think about it in their context, a child's no different than a slave. Just as a slave has to do what the owner says, a child has to do what parents say. And so, until you reach adulthood, you are under the control of your parents. And that's what he's talking about here. So the idea of a child. And specifically, he's talking about an heir. Because he was just talking about us being heirs to Abraham. But he says, even though the child is an heir, that is the one who will receive it as an inheritance, everything. When you're a child, you still have no say in anything. Verse 2. Instead, he is under guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So a child is under the control of others. Now, use the word guardians and trustees. Guardians is, we saw guardians up in chapter 3, verse 24, that pedagogos word, which we thought was disciplinarian. This is a different word. They still translate it as guardians, but this word is actually epitropos which just means guardian. 
and trustee. They actually almost synonyms guardians and trustees. So I think he's just uh, using the same word basically twice. But the idea of guardians and trustees, these are people appointed to take care of the young heir, the child, who has no say in anything, even though the child is the legal heir, the child is still under the control of others appointed by the parent. Verse 3, in the same way, we also, when we were children, were in slavery under the elements of the world. So now he's making the link that just like that child who is the heir, but still under control, we were like that. We were children and we were also being held in slavery. Now the guardians and trustees aren't the ones he talks to about here. He refers to the elements of the world. This gets translated a few different ways. The Greek phrase is tastokeka tokosmo, which literally means the, the elements of the world. He uses it here and he uses it again in verse 9. And then he uses it in the letter to the Colossian church in chapter 2 twice. And so it's, just, it's a, pretty much a, a Paul saying, but the elements of the world, and there's a lot of controversy, a lot of debate and disagreement over exactly what he means here. So people get pretty elaborate descriptions of it. I, I think it's kind of obvious what he's talking about here. Both the Gentiles and the Jews prior to coming to Christ are in bondage. The Gentiles to paganism, the, the Jews to legalism, and they're being held in bondage under this the elements of the world. And I think the contrast there is world versus the things of God. And so uh, being held under the, the things that make up the world apart from God, which is all kinds of isms, uh, paganism, legalism, materialism, uh, whatever ism people are held bondage by, that they're being held as slaves to those isms. And that's the elements of the world prior to coming to Christ, just like the uh, ch children held in bondage under the control of others. But then, verse 4, when the time came to completion, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. There's a lot packed into this. When the time came to completion, and you can get all kinds of ideas going there, the whole point there is when God said the time was right. There were a lot of things that went along with that, but did God make those things happen because that was the time, or did God choose that to time because that's when those things were happening. Well, if God's in control of all, it's, it, it doesn't matter. That's just the way it works. But Jesus came at a particularly interesting time in the history of the world. You had the Roman Empire, and you had certain things that came about at that time which really were very useful in spreading the gospel. You had the Pax Romana, the Peace of Rome, so it was a fairly peaceful time throughout the Roman Empire. You had a common language, Greek and Latin. Uh, primarily Greek was the common language. You could pretty much travel anywhere in the Roman Empire 
if you spoke Greek or Latin and, and could get along. It was, um, so there was those two aspects right there. There was a lot of actual trade going on, trade routes and commerce moving from thither and yon. Just remember, uh, when we were looking at Acts, um, Paul and the, the Roman soldiers jumped on these uh, grain ships that were headed from Egypt to Rome. It's just the commerce going on, so travel was, was easy. So there were so many things happening at that point in time which made it possible for the gospel to spread. That's all part of this particular time. But the bottom line here is the time that God chose, the time that God had chosen beforehand, when that time came, God sent his son. And so here we see the, the divinity of Jesus, the son of God, God the son, born of a woman. So now we see the humanity of Jesus. He was a human being. He was born of a woman, born to Mary, born under the law. So this is speaking of the fact that he was born as a Jew, born amongst the Jewish people. And verse 5, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Now, you mistake to say he only came to redeem those who were under the law, that is, the Jews. The point is here, he was born as a Jew and initially came to the Jews. But the, the key there is that we might receive adoption as sons. Then in verse 6, And because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So the result of that, that Jesus came at the right time as the Son of God, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those, so we might receive adoption. And because of that, you are sons. And God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. The result of that is the receiving of the Holy Spirit which then links us back to the Father. The Lord Abba. Some say a good way to think about that is Daddy. Well, close, but it's really bigger than that because while a child refers to Father in, in a real intimate way as Daddy, we kind of grow out of that. Most adults don't refer to their father as Daddy. But in this context, you would. So it's kind of like daddy, but something you don't grow out of. It's uh, it's just a, a very intimate way of referring to your father, a very loving, very connected, relational way to refer to your father. And this is, uh, well, kind of unheard of up till this time. God was distant. God was, uh, well, you didn't have that kind of familiarity with the Lord. And so to refer to him as Abba, Father, is... Just a, a whole new way of thinking about an intimacy with the Father. And that only comes about through the Holy Spirit. And who receives the Holy Spirit? Those who are adopted as sons of God. So verse 7, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. So before he said you're heirs of Abraham through faith in Jesus Christ. Now he says you're heir of God himself. And so the being the heir of Abraham is the resulting, the inheritance is justification by faith. Being an heir of God, the 
inheritance is being adopted by God. So you got these three things here going together. We see uh, the idea of justification by faith, adoption by God, and the receiving of the Holy Spirit. And we'd like to draw diagrams and say this comes, then this comes, then this comes. I, I, I don't like to do that and say this leads to that. I say it's all one package deal that it all happens together. That we are justified by faith, we receive the Holy Spirit, we're adopted by God as his children, and it's all the same thing. It's all the same event. It's all, but it's different aspects of that same event. So it's not that one leads to the other, it's they're all together. That when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we are justified by the Father through faith in Jesus Christ. We receive the Holy Spirit and are adopted as children of God, and it all is the same event. And that's a pretty neat thing. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Galatians.